Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Hi, you're listening to SEM Synergy, the weekly digital marketing podcast from Bruce Clay, Inc. I'm Virginia Nessie, and I'm here with host Mindy Weinstein and a couple more of the Bruce Clay, Inc. team. We've got Rob Ramirez, our lead senior SEO analyst, and Christy Kellogg, our excellent SEO writer, and we've got a great show ahead that features news out of the recent search and social marketing conferences, PubCon Las Vegas and SMX East. And then later in the show, we've got some exciting tactical stuff to share about the Google Answer boxes, which have just exploded on the SERPs lately. So first, a little housekeeping. You're listening to SEM Synergy, which streams on webmasterradio.fm every Wednesday. We've got a new time, 3 p.m. Pacific. And we're on iTunes if you want an on-demand download or to subscribe to get the new podcasts straight to you every week so like i said pubcon las vegas that happened last week and everyone here except for myself was there did everyone have a good time in vegas we did of course we missed you in vegas that's not quite the same without you virginia but yeah vegas was great one because of the location where we were at and also pubcon i mean there was just so many great takeaways and it's just a great experience all the way around Absolutely. It was a really well-run conference. I was very impressed with, uh, um, you know, the, the folks that uh, put the show on. They did a great job of uh, making sure that it was well-organized, well-structured. There were a lot of interesting presentations. Mindy and Bruce had parts in, in a couple of those. Um, but, yeah, overall, a great success, I would say. I attended so many sessions and live-blogged them, and I was so impressed with the information that the speakers gave. The keynotes were very inspiring, and lots of the speakers had really interesting data and new ideas that I hadn't heard before, and that's always great to listen to and be able to share when you come back to work. I think for that PubCon for like a general marketing audience is one of my favorites because it it is um, it offers a real range of topics if you want to kind of get a primer of anything specifically whether it's technical SEO some of the more cutting edge social media platforms um, if you need to understand how your team is going to you know approach content writing which is the topic of some of the sessions that you cover or were speaking on right Mindy Right, well, one of them, um, so I had two sessions that I spoke on and then one where I moderated, but one of them was, you know, more of a copywriting style guide. And I know a lot of, I included a lot of tools that are helpful for writers who are trying to accomplish two things, of course. One, you always want to speak to your audience, and then two, to speak to your audience, you actually have to be found by your audience, so you have to pay attention to search engines. So that was one, and then I also did another one on really the, um, future of SEO and, and mainly on social search. You know, what, what do you do with social now and what can you expect in the future? Now, I did moderate on one that was very interesting, too, and it was about blog management. And that featured um, two people from Search Engine Journal, Kelsey and Lauren, and that had some amazing takeaways. So there was, just as Christy said, there was so much great information out there with all those sessions. 
I mean, depending on what you wanted to learn more about or what skills you wanted to sharpen more, I mean, there's definitely a session for you. Um, when you talk about, you know, writing for your audience, writing for search, writing for the future, which is social-oriented, I've got to think a lot about the themes that seemed common in the keynotes. There were quite a few keynotes, actually, like four, uh, during the conference. There was one by Jay Baer. Um, he's, he's the author of a book called Utility. Jason Calacanis, he's the renowned um, so, uh, VC investor. Um, and um, there was Jeffrey Eisenberg's Buyer Legends and talking about how your brand should tell a story. And the, the thread that kind of weaves all of these together is how you need to be really useful and kind of tell a story about your brand. Um, Christy, you were covering the sessions. Yeah, everything you said is absolutely correct. There was a heavy emphasis on missions in most of the keynotes. And what that means, for example, is like Jay Bear talked about utility. And that's utility, Y-O-U, utility, instead of you, utility. So the point of utility is to focus on your audience, the you who is listening. And he made some excellent points about the fact that you can't always be selling and talking about your brand because, for example, um, B2B customers only contact a sales rep after 70% of the purchase decision has been made. That means that they're out there looking for information before they're ever going to be buying something or talking to you. So it's in your best interest as a brand to be a resource, not someone just selling, selling, selling. And he gave some examples of brands like Hilton, for example, has a Twitter account where they simply help people who are traveling. They don't talk about their properties, they don't talk about things related to Hilton, just literally looking for people on Twitter to help. And then they have top of mind recall maybe next year when the person they're helping is looking for a hotel again. So that's an example of utility and as an example of a mission, like to help people. That was one part of that. I, I would say definitely that the, the overriding theme of the conference in general was definitely, uh, you know, content marketing. It was a big, a big focus of a lot of what a lot of the folks, you know, I have a little bit of a different perspective because I worked the booth. So I was in the expo hall uh, and obviously got to talk to a lot of the participants. A lot of the uh, folks that were there uh, were very interested in content marketing. It's what their job was. They were uh, looking for new ideas on how to properly, um, you know, uh, create a story for their brand and uh, really kind of, uh, you know, content marketing is such the buzzword um, and and uh, it really showed in the, the amount of people that were there looking for information on it. Uh, a lot of them, by the way, uh, had rave reviews for Mindy's presentation. She's much too modest to mention that, but she, no, she, definitely, <laughs> she definitely uh, did a great job with her presentations and a lot of the folks that came to our booth actually did so uh, because they did see her present earlier and uh, had some feedback for us on, on her presentation. So uh, definitely content-heavy pub con. There's no doubt about it. Right. Oh, and I appreciate that, Rob. And Christy, what you were just saying, so I even love hearing that from the keynotes. You know, it, I mean, thinking back, if you ever took any communication class, I mean, that's one thing you learn is the you attitude. But it's now, I mean, utility. I love that. I have to remember that one and use it more often. But, you know, you have to, do, you have to focus on that consumer. I love the storytelling. Because people are more savvy than before. I mean, we know when we're online and 
you know, whether a brand is trying to hide it and make it seem like they're just trying to be helpful, you can see through it now. I mean, you truly have to be helpful, and you have to know what that visitor needs and what they're looking for on your site. It's that much more important. Thank you guys for sharing your takeaways from PubCon. Um, I we think it's time for a quick break, but stick around. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call... Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Just before the break, um, we were talking about content marketing being the buzz, which uh, kind of... And, oh, when you were telling me about um, your time at PubCon, Christy, you did mention something like one of the speakers saying, like, SEOs are kind of adopting new names across the board. Some are calling themselves content optimizers, maybe, and... um, there's long been the question, you know, SEO is dead and what should we call ourselves? Because I think we understand that search is always a channel that we need to optimize for. But is there a better name for what we do? And um, does what we do evolve? Um, there was an article called, It's Not an SEO's Job to Create Content on Search Engine Watch this week. And kind of talked about, you know, SEO's should keep away from being the actual content creators because I would spread themselves thin. It's not using their time the best and content creators themselves might do it better. Anyway, I guess in light of, you know, the, the conversations happening at, at PubCon, I, I wonder what is SEO? Does it need to be redefined? You know, I, I don't think it's ever been um, 
No, is the answer, by the way. But I don't think in general you can put SEO in a vacuum. You know, the, the disciplines that are an SEO undertakes are, are part of a, a symbiotic relationship with all of the elements uh, that a company does uh, marketing, not just digital marketing, but even real-world marketing. So it's all part of a process uh, and content marketing and um, creating a, a story uh, for your brand and, uh, you know, detailing it in a way that's meaningful to to your potential customers uh, is is something that's always existed as an element of, of a, a really good comprehensive marketing campaign. So I wouldn't say that SEO is, is necessarily dead. Um, you know, the, it's definitely, I would agree that it's not the job of an SEO to create content, although a lot of us end up doing that anyways. Um, you know, and it's just really a matter of resources, right? There are the in-house folks out there who uh, kind of have to wear a lot of different hats. It's part of the reason why a lot of us like uh, the SEO industry and enjoy uh, the work that we do is because uh, there's always something new to do every day. It's never um, the humdrum same type of stuff. Um, and, and obviously producing content sometimes, push comes to shove, you have to do that. Um, but I would definitely say it's not inherent in the job description. Uh, but it's certainly optimizing that content is part of what uh, we need to do. And, you know, to add to that too, I mean, I actually make the joke in our training and I actually, I'm like, I use the same joke now each time, but as long as there's an internet and as long as there's a search engine, we're all, we all have job security as SEOs. We just do. I mean, SEO is not going to die. It's going to change and it has changed and it's changed for the better over the years. That's for sure. So that's going to continue to happen. It's going to evolve. But Rob, just like you said, I mean, not that an SEO has to be a content writer, but an SEO knows they know analytics. They know what's converting. They know what's popular. They know what attracts links. They know what people are searching for. So, I mean, there definitely is that relationship with content, whether they write it themselves or not. But they know they know everything about that visitor. They know um, what's going to get a site more traffic, or they can estimate at least. But it's not. It's never going to die, in my opinion. It's just going to continue to grow. I like that. And at PubCon, there was the SEO mosh pit where a lot of these big names in SEO kind of answered questions like, um, well, and anytime you hear people like Eric Anga and Bruce Clay and Brett Tabke get together to talk about, you know, what the future of SEO is, you're going to hear some cool things. Um, but Eric Anga said, you know, as long as there are new technologies coming out, then somebody needs to be on the front lines of figuring out how to, how to take advantage of those technologies. Things like the answer boxes that have, you know, increased in frequency. Like, there might be somebody who masterminds the content. Well, who's going to make sure that that content is is viewed in search? Who's going to know what new schema markups can can go on that content? And and um, I think that if the SEO is the the technical. Um, overseer of making sure that opportunities are taken advantage of, then that's a, maybe a, a helpful way to think about it. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, the answer box is a great example, right? How do you optimize content in a way or present content to the search engines in a way that are more, so it's more likely to influence that type of result? You know, assuming that you do want to occupy those spaces, in general, you probably do, right? There's a lot of backlash with answer boxes, knowledge graph data in general, um, you know, stealing clicks away from websites essentially, right? If, if the answer is in the SERP and they're taking it from your website, then there's no need 
for anyone to click through. But at, at some point, and the point is, I guess, that Google's going to take that data no matter what. They're going to present the answer. They've decided that this is the path they want to take. So it might as well be your data that you that, that gets presented. You know, it is a, a branding opportunity almost at that point um, where you, you do enjoy the spotlight of having that result and be considered um, an authority on a topic. Um, so, you know, the answer box in general is something that uh, has evolved over time uh, just because, like I was saying, Google has decided that this is the path that they want to take. If they can clearly um, identify the intent of a query and they can present an answer, they're going to do so uh, every time. You know, Bruce is very fond of saying that, uh, you know, if you want to know what Google's intention and their plan is, just follow the money, right? And uh, we know that the more time that people spend on SERPs, the more likely they are to click on ads, and, and Google is an advertising company. So, I mean, it all makes sense. All right, Rob, I'm going to stop you right there because it's time for another break. Um, but let's get into answer boxes and um, optimizing strategies after that. Uh, stick around, more SEM Synergy on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. So I think next we should talk about what webmasters can do about the answer box um is there a way to take advantage of of that search feature to either get your site you know in the answer box or avoid the the click theft 
Um, so I, I think clearly um, the first thing to do is, is write good content that answers questions, right? Um, you know, the way you uh, approach these things, if people, if you've identified uh, results that are influencing an answer box, if there are uh, questions that are related to your products and services that have definitive answers, uh, surfacing those answers in a very easy way for bots to identify them and then uh, crawl, index, and return them in search results is probably the first part of that. Uh, then there is the technical aspects of presenting it in a, a way on the page uh, using schema markup, as you mentioned, Virginia, um, You know, marking up the content properly, uh, using uh, ordered and unordered lists in HTML to help uh, make it very plain and clear that you are offering a step-by-step -step process, for instance, for, to answer a query. Um, those are all elements uh, that uh, go into influencing that type of result and occupying that space. Um, and the last one is one that you probably don't have much control over, and it really depends on how strong your site is overall, right? There are a lot of external factors um, that dictate uh, where you rank for particular queries. Um, and if you're not in the first couple of results already, you probably aren't going to magically get there by answering a question properly. Um, it, it seems like answer box space is reserved for the strongest of sites, the ones that rank the best and most prominently for the queries anyways. Um, so, you know, that's always the tall order, right? Uh, getting to that space is probably, um, uh, you should probably spend time optimizing your site, uh, focusing on external factors to help improve your rankings overall uh, if you want to actually occupy that space and get that kind of result. So what that makes me think of, the last thing you said about sometimes you're not in the top three, so then what do you do? Well, we know that answer boxes are also pulled from Wikipedia, so I would think that if there were a term that you weren't ranking for yet and you could go into Wikipedia and edit the page, which is its own process, I think that could be useful because you could mention something that applies to you, and then a recent article also showed that now the answer boxes are pulling photos from Wikipedia, which it didn't do before. So maybe you can't even mention your brand, but you can get a photo of something to do with your brand, and then it's in the answer box. Wikipedia optimization, that's an interesting question. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I know you know, that's a whole other subject, but right, that's, totally, that's good. Yeah. I mean, those are good points. I think also... Just building. I mean, Rob, I just feel like you, you touched on it all. I mean, those are all the great things that you need to do. But, I mean, truly it is a matter of, you know, sit down with your team, you know, brainstorm. What is it that you could write about? What kind of steps? What kind of instructions? What kind of information, facts, whatever it might be, that's going to clearly show that you are an authority. But the thing is, you have to already be an expert, in my opinion, on that subject. So you need to be an expert on that subject. It should make sense for you to write about that subject and then show your, your expertise and that you're an authority. I think that does go a long way. It is a branding opportunity. Here's another related issue to the knowledge or the answer boxes. Is there a separate index for what shows up in answer boxes? Is that what this Moz post? I think we might have skipped over a little bit when I was introducing answer boxes, but at the end of September, the MozCast feature graph detected a jump in SERPs with answer boxes, and that's when Google tries to give you the answer to your query, rather than pointing you to a selection of linked resources as you would normally see, you know, your, your search results has a bunch of links, where do you go? Instead, with answer boxes, Google tries to answer your query right there on the, the search page. So, there was, in one day, a 42% jump 
in answer boxes being showed on SERPs. That's, I know. that's Crazy. a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. And to answer your question, I mean, there appears to be some kind of separate knowledge base, I mean, separate from the index, because in that Moz article that you were talking about, there was an experiment run. You know, this, the author had an article of his showing up in the answer box. He updated the article, did some other things, and the answer box remained the same. So we know it's not directly tied to the index that we know. So definitely, I mean, even if you make changes on your page, don't expect for that answer box to change around the same time. I, I think clearly, um, you know, although Google is committed to this uh, tactic and to surfacing these answer boxes for more and more queries, it's still a work in progress. Very clearly there are issues uh, with um, the type of data that they're unearthing. Um, there have been some really weird results out there that aren't totally accurate. Um, pulling um, inaccurate data, pulling uh, lists out of order, um, you know, uh, pulling data that no longer appears on the page. I mean, these are all things that we're seeing right now uh, with the answer boxes. So clearly, like anything else, Google is still tweaking and refining uh, their processes and how they uh, unearth the data, how they present it. Um, but, uh, you know, the increase in the amount of queries that actually result in an answer box is a clear indication that they are committed to the process, that this is something that's not going to go away over time. They'll get it right like they do with most things. Uh, it just takes a little bit of tweaking, I think, on their end, because obviously they are interested in having an algorithmic solution for this. This is not something that they have someone overseeing manually. Um, you know, Google in most, you know, 99% of the instances much prefer to have an automated solution in place because the wealth of searches, the wealth of data that they deal with, uh, uh, you know, human oversight isn't an option. And you know what, just to give an example of how you said, I mean, Google's just, they're going to continue evolving and they want to get it right, but, you know, Stone Temple Consulting, they had a really great um, study that they did, or that they did internally attest, and I just have to read this one example because this is just priceless in my opinion. Um, the question in Google search was, how much is a quarter cup of butter? And the answer box was, if you know a cup of butter weighs eight ounces, you could do the math yourself. So there you go. Really? That was the answer. So, you know, Google's got to work on it, but they're getting there. So that's Right, sure. right. And, and that's a good illustration of exactly what it is that um, – uh, that Google uh, is trying to do. I mean, uh, they they grab that data from a page that was highly ranked, and I forget the domain, Mindy, but... All Recipes. All Recipes, right. So um, All Recipes and authority on the subject, clearly in position already, probably owned the first position for that type of query already, um, and Google was just going to one of their pages uh, using uh, their semantic kind of rules and algorithms to pull uh, what they thought would be uh, an answer to the question, and they go ahead and present it. And, uh, you know, they don't get it right 100% of the time. But uh, as, as things like that are unearthed, uh, um, they will clearly go back to the drawing board, tweak their algorithm to get things the way they want them to be. But I guess the message is that they're committed to the process and uh, they're not going away. So uh, it's a good idea if you are fortunate enough to be in a favored position already and, and own one of the first two or three positions for uh, conversational queries, for these long-tail queries or question-based, uh, then you should definitely be optimizing your pages and your content uh, to try and occupy the space because it's a great uh, branding opportunity. And uh, like we said, uh, you know, um, Google's going to answer the question somehow, so it might as well be your information. Thank you, guys. Um, I want to recommend that listeners subscribe to our newsletter. 
Um, that's gonna the coming issue will have um, our kind of highlights from the conferences, and um, you can always get more information by going to bruceclay.com and just subscribe to the newsletter. That's slash newsletter. Um, that's a monthly newsletter, and we've got all this kinds of news coverage and and needy, you know, what to do about your business online uh, information. So thank you so much for listening. Um, and, and we'll see you here next week on SEM Synergy. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.